Jesus. We have a special guest with us today who's going to come and deliver the word to us. Hallelujah. So if we could stand in honor to the man of God, Brother Riddale Seals is going to come and minister to us, and let's get behind him. Let's worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Brother Seals and Jesus. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord this morning. Come on. Come on, he's worthy of every bit of your praise this morning. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, give it everything you got this morning. walking here and feel the spirit of God like I feel this morning and prayer praying over this service I feel a message from God of course uh, and I've been feeling this for about a week now and I really feel like the atmosphere is just right amen to minister what God has given me this morning I mean I really feel encouraged of the Lord this morning don't you Last time we was here, my wife was on her way, amen, to, I don't know how many months she was, and she's not in the room probably. How many months was she? I don't either, and it was enough to why I don't remember. But I know it was almost time for her to deliver, and amen, and I'm glad to have him with me in the sanctuary this morning. Amen. Joseph. Amen. Blessing from God, blessing from God. How many of you would stand with me, turn with me to Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 7. Again, give honor to the ministry of this church. Give honor to Sister V as well for taking us in. Amen. Just feel at home here. I mean, when you have it, say amen. Oh, yeah, nobody has it. Ezekiel 37, verses 1 through 7. I'm mean, going give it a few more seconds. It's on the screen now. I see it. You see it. Amen. When you see it on the screen, say amen. Amen. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of valleys, in the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry, very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? That's a word of faith. And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live. You shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And bone came together. Bone to his bone. Amen. I feel this in my spirit tonight, this morning. Amen. Simply on this topic, a revival at the grave. A revival at the grave. Put your Bibles down and lift your hands to heaven. And begin to lift your voices this morning. Lord, we thank you. 
We thank you for what we feel. We thank you for the spirit, Lord, of anticipation that is in this place this morning. We ask, God, that you begin to move amongst your people, Lord, from the front to the back. I pray, Lord, somebody receive a breakthrough from heaven. I pray, Lord, somebody get what they need from you today. Let us not leave this sanctuary the same way. But, God, you are here to deliver and to set free. Lord, you are here, Lord God, to do a miracle. You are here, Lord, to fill somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lord, you are here in this place, and God, let your will be done, God. I pray, God, that there be a manifestation of your spirit so strong that it pushes the saints, Lord, to respond and to move to the tugging of your spirit. We give you the glory for it, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Clap your hands unto the Lord this morning. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say a revival at the grave. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I realize this, and we've been evangelizing for going on three years now. And I realize that sometimes your biggest revival is not on the mountaintop, but it's in the valley. I've realized that it's in the valley. I mean, that God shows you that what is impossible to man or what is impossible amen to people what is impossible to us amen it's possible with God I realize that it's in the valley where God equips you amen the valley is not to get you to give up it's not to get you to quit I mean but the valley just gears me up and gets me ready amen for the mountaintop I came to the conclusion and I'm very bold this morning that if you never have and if you think you're too good enough to have a valley experience then the mountaintop is just not fit for you I mean if you're going to go through the valley I mean I'm going to anticipate I mean I'm going to appreciate the mountaintop that much more because that's what is gearing me up to. I mean, it rains on the just and it rains on the unjust and it rains on me and it rains on you. I mean, nobody in this building is exempt from being rained on, but I look at it like this. When it's raining on you, when it seems like the storm just don't quit, all it's doing is watering every seed I mean, that I have sowed into the ground. And when I'm done and when this season is done and over with. Amen. I'll see what I've been planted. I see every seed that I sowed. God never sends you to a place for no reason. He never sends you to a place by accident. There's a reason why he got you where you are. There's a reason why you are where you are. You just got to trust and believe that God knows what he is doing. There's a reason why I'm in the valley. There's a reason why I'm going through stages like I'm going through. It's gearing me up for the mountaintop. As he began to declare the word of the Lord, the Bible says, as we read it, there was a noise. There was a movement, amen. There was a shaking, and that's no surprise. That's what ought to happen when the word of God go forth anyways. There ought to be some hand clapping. There ought to be some shouting. There ought to be some foot stomping. There ought to be some worship. I don't care if we're in a pandemic or not. I'm not going to quit worshiping. I'm going to when the word of God go forth. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise. That's what happens when the word of God go forth. It causes you to move. It causes you to get up. It causes you to worship. 
It causes you to run. It causes you to lift your hands. The Bible says, bone to bone begin to come together. That's what happened when you received the word of the Lord anyways. Things begin to come together. And I'm just going to pause right there this morning. I question people when they say they'll serve God when they get everything together. I question people when they say they serve God and they give it everything they got when they get all their ducks in a row. And if that's your mentality, then you'll never serve God. You'll never come to church because you'll never have everything together. Just come to church how you are. Who said you had to be perfect? Who said you had to be perfect to be in the house of God? I believe I am amongst some broken people. I'm going to just come in here how you are. Come in the house of God broken. Come in the house of God struggling. Come in the house of God with issues. I'm going to come in the house of God how you are and leave change. Come in the house of God how you are. I'm sorry, I love every single one of you, but I'm not putting on no front and no facade for anybody. Because if I begin to hide what I'm going through, if I begin to hide who I really am, then I'm not being honest, am I? I gotta let you know who I am. I gotta let God know who I am. I mean, I didn't always grow up this way. I didn't always grow up in church, but now that I am here, now that I am in the house of God, feeling the presence of God, Worshiping with the saints. I'm going to show you exactly who I am. Lord said, Lord said, I will cause sinews to come upon you. And that definition of sinews is tough, fibrous tissue. I looked it up on Google. And call flesh to come upon you, and I will breathe life into you, and you shall live. Listen, the very thing folk thought was dead. That's why I don't just push people off when they're not looking like how I'm looking, and they're not dressing how I'm dressing, they're not smelling how I'm smelling. Amen. Sometimes that's a good thing. Amen. But I'm thankful. I said I'm thankful. Amen. To be in the house of God. Amen. I'm thankful. Amen. To be exactly where I am. You shall live. If everything folks thought was dead, God said, I'm going to breathe life right back into it. And if everything folks said that was dead, God said, I'm going to cause it to live again. And the very thing that folks said that has no reason, I mean, that has no purpose, I mean, God said, I'm going to breathe life back into it. And not only am I going to breathe life back into it, but I'm going to cause it to stand on its feet. And when it stand on its feet, it's going to be an exceeding great army. God knows what he's doing this morning. Ezekiel 37, verse 11. And then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost and we are cut off from our parts. I'm going to read that one more time because it felt that good. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, watch me now because I should have underlined this. They said Watch it now. Our bones are dried. They said our hope is lost. They said we are cut off from our parts. 
they said that. God didn't say that. Aren't you glad that God didn't listen when you said there was no revival? Aren't you glad that God didn't listen to you when you said there's no hope? Aren't you glad that God didn't listen when you said there's no reason for me to be in the house of God? And then you come to church and God said, I got something else to say. I got something else to do. I got a word to give you. And then he sent the man from Indiana that don't know you and you don't know me and give you a word from the Lord that tells you God got something else to say this morning about every situation that you're going through. You got something else to say. You got something else to say about your sickness. You got something else to, I mean, to say about your finances. He got something else to say. Ezekiel 37, 12, and 13. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, behold, oh my people. Now watch me, and I'm fixing to read this very slow. I will open your grave. Mm. I will open your grave and cause you to come up out of your grave. Ah, I feel it now. And bring you into the land of Israel. Watch me now. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves. Ha, when I have opened up your graves, oh my people, and brought you up out of your graves. God said, not only am I coming to come where you are, but I'm fixing to reach down my hand into your grave and bring you up out of your grave. He can deliver you from any addiction, any sin. Come on, God said, I can bring you up out of your, you don't have to leave this place the same way you came in. Come on, God is here to bring you up out of your grave. We sing the song, we sing the song, and we sing it so much, I'm really about sick of hearing it. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of your grave. Come on, get up, get up, get up. And then folks just sit there, and folks just stand there, and they still in their graves. I mean, they still, they still in the back of their mind. Hey, this message was not for me. I came to tell somebody in this room. Actually, I came to tell everybody in this room. This message for every single individual that's breathing life in this place. Come on, God wants to bring you up out of your grave, up out of your situation, up out of your circumstances, up out of your losses, up out of your issues. I'm going to throw your hands to heaven for me this morning. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm bringing you up out of your grave this morning. We celebrated Easter last Sunday about him coming out of the tomb. How about we do that? How about we come up out of our tombs? How about we come up out of our graves? How about we step out of our comfort zones? And how about we allow God to move and work? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Oh, amen. For the last week that's been on my heart, it was five years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Five years ago, five whole years ago, one whole tire hand. Amen. Unless you got four fingers. I was preaching at a place and I had made a statement to the Lord. I said, I don't feel like going back. Because when I went there, they just looked at me like I was some type of crazy. 
And when I went there, I was preaching the word of God, and they just looked at me like, like they didn't know anything. They just looked like they didn't even care. And I said, God, I don't ever want to go back to over there because if I do, I, may, I really may lose it. These people just stare at me like they got a staring problem. And so five years later, God heard that. Five years later, I get a phone call from a pastor, and he said, Brother Seals, he said, "Will you mind preaching a revival for us? I said, where you at? And he told me the place. It was Pennsylvania where I told God I didn't feel like going. Amen. And, and, and he said, will you mind preaching a revival for us? And I'm like, I know me and God had this conversation five years ago. I know I serve a God that just does not forget, but just in case if he did, I'm fixing to remind him again. So I said, Pat, man, let me call you back. I'll let you know later on, amen, what I'm going to do. And he said, okay. So I went into prayer about it, and I'm really feeling a tug. And I said, but I thought we had the conversation that I didn't feel like going back over there anymore. Amen, never say never to the Lord. The very thing you said you're not going to do is be the very thing you end up doing. And so... I called the pastor back, and I felt the tugging of the Lord. I said, yes, I'll do the revival for you. He said, Brother Seals, he said, this is not going to be any ordinary revival. In the back of my mind, I'm like, you're not telling me anything different. I know this is not going to be any ordinary revival. And he said, this is going to be a tent revival. He said, we're going to set up tents, and we're going to pull out chairs. Amen. And the speakers and the musicians are going to be outside. And he said, you're going to be outside, and you're going to preach. And I said, who I'm preaching to? He said, they outside. And I said, okay. And so I'm praying as we're going down up there, outside there, whatever we were, wherever it's at. And I'm asking God, I said, now what's the point? And the Lord began to speak to me and told me he wanted to breathe life right back into them because they became so dry and they became so stiff. Can I just be honest with you this morning? I don't care how long you've been in church. I mean, if you find yourself just sitting there and not moving, you'll become dry and then you'll become stiff. I mean, if you'll find yourself not worshiping, you'll become dry and you'll become stiff. Come on, from the young all the way to the elders. If you find yourself sitting in the house of God, not responding to the word of God, you'll find yourself dry and you'll find yourself stiff and you'll lose desire of the word of God. So I get to the hotel and I'm parking, I pull out and I, I, I pull everything out the vehicle and I park and I put everything in a room and, I, and we're getting ready and the pastor said, text me when you're there, I'll give you the address. Now this is going to be real good for you. And so I, I text him, I said, man, I'm here, I'm here right now. He said, all right, Brother Seals. He said, here's the address. And I Googled it like I Googled that word, sinuous. And I Googled it. And I put it in my GPS. You see, I don't believe GPS anyways. And so I Google it and it says, I'm driving there and it says, destination on the right. And God got a sense of humor, okay? And so after I see the destination on the right, I said, that's not the destination. It's on the left. Amen. The building on the right was a big, beautiful church and it had paid roads and the grass was just neatly and nicely cut. Amen. But nobody was there. I said, that's just Pennsylvania. Nobody shows up. Amen. Until 10 minutes before ending anyways. Amen. And so I said, uh, Toya, I think it's on the left. And she said, I don't know. Amen. And so we're looking and nobody's there. I'm not seeing anything. And then when I looked to the right, there was a brown brick building. I'm really just painting a pretty picture for you. There was a brown brick building and, 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 and lying around this building happens to be a graveyard. And the grass was growing up. It wasn't cut. Amen. And, and I said, that can't be the building. They probably just had a funeral. Amen. They had tents set up. They had chairs out. I said, I don't see no caskets here. Amen. 
so I don't know where the guy is. Amen. And so I begin to, to look around. I said, I don't know where I'm at. And then I don't know what made me look down. But when I looked down, it said revival with Brother Seals. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I said, God, am I that bad of a preacher? You send me to the graveyard? And so I get up there, and this is no joke. I can't make this up. This is too good to make up. Hey, Amen. And I ended up parking. I told you there was a cemetery right there. I couldn't, I could not not park by any tombstone. So I parked right in front of this tombstone where somebody was. I didn't see him, but he was there somewhere. Hey, Amen. And he didn't complain about me parking right in front of him. So I figured it wasn't no big deal. Hey, Amen. So I get out the vehicle. I make my way around the vehicle and I meet the pastor. And I'm he said, Brother Seals, let me show you around. He began to show me around the place and he said I'm taking you back outside he said this is where you're going to be sitting and listen this is no joke because I, I, tell, I can't make this up when I seen the chair that I was supposed to be sitting on and I wait Never, never mind. I weigh enough that where I wasn't about to sit on that chair. And so I said, I'm good, Pastor. Don't mind me. I'm not going to sit on it. And he said, you sure? I said, I'm positive. I'm not sitting on that chair. He said, well, service about to start. People begin to pull up and they just begin to look like they just hate life. Amen. And so he says, how many of you are glad to be at Friday Night Revival? And this is what everybody said. He said, how many of you are glad to be at Friday Night Revival? And nobody said a word. He said, let's stand up and read scripture. They stood and nobody said a word. They began to worship and begin to sing songs and nobody said a word. Amen. And then he said, Brother Seals, take your liberty. Amen. And I begin to preach the word as I'm preaching it this morning. And I'm not, I'm telling you, nothing happened. Amen. Nobody clapped. Nobody stood. Nobody, amen. These people were stiff. Amen. And then I give the altar call. Nobody comes to the altar. Amen. I had nothing moved that night. And I ended up giving a microphone back to the pastor. Amen. After that Friday night, he said, Brother Seals, he said, you did a great job. He said, I hope you'll come back tomorrow. And I said, I'll come back tomorrow. Amen. Because I'm just that type of God that if God sends me to a place and because I'm not seeing progress the first day, I mean, that just does not mean I give up. Amen. So the second day comes. Amen. It's Saturday night. I pull up to the parking lot, same parking spot by the guy, that tombstone place guy. Amen. And so I parked there and he gets me up there really quick. Amen. And I begin to preach and I'm really getting ready to get to the meat of this now. And as I begin to preach, something happened that didn't happen Friday. They begin to clap and they begin to stand. Amen. They begin to amen. And, and it shocked me. Amen. So I did what I was always taught to do. I was only about 15 minutes into the service. Amen. And then I just stopped and I gave the altar call and we begin to pray for people. And me and the pastor begin to lay hands on people and this is no joke as we're praying for folks they'll pray for a few seconds amen and then they go to immediately to speak it in tongues they pray for a few minutes and they go to immediately to speak it in tongues amen God refilled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost on that Saturday night come on he refilled everybody in that place who we laid hands on with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that Saturday night When I pulled up that Saturday night, I seen a young lady. I told my wife, I said, she looks like she just hates life. She don't like 
life at all. Amen. And as I was preaching, we were praying for people. Amen. That young lady began to cry and she began to weep. Amen. And she began to pray. And the pastor's wife was praying for her. And I'm just going to pause one more time and I'm going to say thank God for pastor's wife. I'm thankful for pastor's wife because nobody else was doing it in that building. Amen. I'm thankful for somebody that got a heart for souls. Amen. Not just for their family, but for their community as well. Amen. Thank God for them. Thank God for them. She's praying and she's sobbing and she's weeping. Hey Amen. And Sunday night was the exact same thing. I'm really getting ready to get into this now. Sunday night was the exact same thing. The same move of God happened. And the same service happened. Amen. And I begin to pray for that young lady again that I told you that hated life. Amen. And as we're praying for her, the pastor looks at me. He said, Brother Seals, come here. He did a number like this. He said, Brother Seals, come here. He said, do you know that that young lady that you're praying for is an atheist? I said, no, pastor. I looked at her. I looked at him. I looked at her. I said, she was an atheist. That don't look like an atheist to me. I said, an atheist don't do that. An atheist don't cry like that. An atheist ain't in the church. I said, she was an atheist. And what I ended up finding out is that that young lady was only 13 years old and her parents instilled in her 13 years that there was no God and that God was not real. For 13 years that was in her mind. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and in three days God showed her that I am real. I am real. I am more than real. That young lady went down in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, if he can take a mentality of an atheist and turn it into a believer, I wonder what can he do in this sanctuary this morning if he can speak life right back into an atheist. That parent said that God was not real. I wonder what can he do in this place. Throw those hands to heaven with me right now. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Hey, young lady. Hey, young lady. 13 years. You, you imagine it. Parents just won't stop talking. God's not real. God took that mentality and destroyed it. He can take every negative mentality if you allow him to, and he'll destroy it. And so, I'm packing up my bags. I'm getting ready to leave. I'm getting ready to close here in a few minutes. I'm packing up my bags. I'm getting ready to leave. Hey, man, and I'm just throwing everything in the vehicle, and the Lord speaks to me. He said, if you can have revival at the grave, you can have revival anywhere. If you can have revival in the valley if you can have revival when it seemed like nothing is going together if you can get a breakthrough in the middle of the chaos if you can have revival in the midst of everything falling apart so when you get on that mountaintop it's not going to be hard because you had it in the valley so I can have it on the mountaintop if you can have it in the valley you can have it anywhere if you can have it at the graveyard you can have it at just about anywhere I go to churches now and I just preach the word of God and I tell them if God can send me to a graveyard and speak life to a bunch of dead people, amen, then I wonder what can he do in the sanctuary tonight. I wonder what can he do in this place this morning. Amen, if you feel like I'm dry, if you feel like I have lost my worship, if you feel like I have lost my prayer life, allow God to revive you tonight. Allow God to see life right back into you this morning.
I just preach the word. I just preach the word. If they're stiff, if they're not preaching with me, I just preach the word. You, you'd be surprised how often that happens. And I'm not scared of anybody. That intimidation don't bother me. I just preach the word. Because as I'm preaching, something's going to break at some point. Something is going to happen at some point. I'm like, God, I know you didn't send me here on accident. I know I'm not here by a mistake. But every place you send me has been ordained. Because you order my footsteps. And you know exactly where I'm going. So you know exactly what's going on so when he tells me to go somewhere he already paved the way he's already there the angels already there I just gotta get there stand with me all over this congregation this morning I want you to throw your hands to heaven I want this a revival oh God God sent me here to tell you there's a revival. In the middle of your situation, there's a revival. I don't know what you came battling, and I don't care know what you came struggling with, but I came to tell you, in the midst of all of that, there's a revival. We're going to begin to lift your voices right now. Come on, I want you to push right now. Come on, I want you to push right now in the revival. There's a revival right where I'm at. There's a revival. I can have revival here. Come on, I say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As the Spirit of the Lord is sweeping through this sanctuary this morning, I wonder if there's anybody, amen, that'll let the Lord know, God, I need revived. I need revived. I need you to revive me. I need you to breathe back into me. I need you to speak life back into me. Come on, I'm opening up these altars right now. But when you come to these altars, here's your instructions. Don't come to these altars quiet. Come to these altars lifting your voice. Let the Lord know that I need, I need, I need, I need a touch from heaven. Come on, somebody, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to push right now. I want you to pray right now. I want you to press right now. Come on, youth group. I want you lifting your voices right now. Come on, right where you are. Right in the middle of your struggle, God can speak life. He can speak life right back into you this morning. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I say in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's here to restore. He's here to mend every broken heart. He's here to take care of every situation. Come on, I say lift your voices to heaven. Come on, let a breakthrough come in this sanctuary. Some of you came in this place struggling. And during worship, I thought you had a chance to get a breakthrough then. You got a chance to get a breakthrough now. Come on, in the name of Jesus. I want to say the name of Jesus. It don't matter every letdown, every failure, every shortcoming. That does not matter this morning. What matters is is what you do. What matters is is how you respond to this word. What matters is is how you do what you do. That's what matters. What you do after you fall. That's what matters. 
How about I say in the name of Jesus? All over this congregation right now, I want you lifting your voice. I want you giving it a push. I want you lifting your hands. Come on, somebody, give it everything you got. Dry bones, receive the word. So can you. How about I say, go pray with somebody. Go pray with somebody. Because as sure as I'm standing here, there's a struggle in this altar right now. As sure as I'm standing here, there's a struggle going on. It's somebody's life uh, that wants to move, uh, that wants to push, uh, that wants to respond. Uh, but your past uh, is just not letting you. Come on, I say in the name of Jesus. I don't even feel that to release this yet uh, because there's some holding back going on. Uh, and God is giving you an opportunity to come to this altar and give it everything you got. Uh, and have revival in the midst of what you're going through. Have revival in the midst of your circumstances. Come on, they're having revival. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's a breaking in at this altar this morning. Come on, you're getting the breakthrough at this altar this morning. You just got to come with your mind made up. And when I get to this altar, I'm going to give it everything that I've got. Come on, that's in the name of Jesus. Come on, if the lady that with the issue of blood can come to him broken, can come to him sick, come on, without no hope, and her only hope was Jesus. And when she came behind, she touched his garment. She said to herself, that I can just touch his clothes, then I shall be made whole. And then when she touched his garment, the word of the Lord declared that the fountain of her blood dried up. You may not have an issue of blood, but you do need some things dried up. You do need a Lord to take care of some things. I'm going to give it everything you got.
every situation, every financial problem, every marriage issue, every issue within me, Lord, you're higher than that thing. I've laid dormant long enough. I'm ready to live. I'm ready to live. I'm ready to walk in your word. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God said live. Live. A drop on to the word of the Lord. Live. Live. A drop on to the word of the Lord. Live. Live. A drop on. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 